Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. Only 4% of universities in the U.S. are R1 research institutions, and Temple University is one of them. This means 100% of students have the opportunity to participate in hands-on learning and research with world-class faculty. With over 600 academic programs across 17 schools and colleges, Philadelphia's largest public university provides students with a rich variety of opportunities and propels graduates to succeed in their careers. Temple University. Schedule a campus tour today at admissions.temple.edu. Get early access to Macy's Black Friday specials and save big on gifts for everyone on your list right now while supplies last. Like winter-ready women's sweaters, $12.99 to $19.99. Fine jewelry, 60 to 75% off. And cozy up to comfy throws, just $9.99 to $39.99. Plus, get your online order even faster with store pickup, now at Macy's. Savings off sale and clearance prices, exclusions apply. Whatever they make, at least into their business. We are not saying that young entrepreneurs shouldn't pay taxes. We want to pay taxes because we want to develop our nation, Ghana. But then the question is that, do you want the young persons to collapse whilst trying to pay taxes, or you want them to grow so that you can have 200 businesses or 500 businesses in future that can pay taxes for your economy to grow? So we, as young entrepreneurs, are looking up to that. We are also looking up to um, a very good framework or policy structure towards improving the infrastructure and the utility services in Ghana. Because it's very important that if Ghana, we are able to advance our infrastructure, utility, we are talking about electricity, water supply, and all of this that are hindering the young people and the startups who are starting business. If this can be worked on, then we are sure that the cost of doing businesses in Ghana will reduce and the young people would be able to do business. One thing that is paramount to us is that the question is that why are we still having COVID-19 levy and why do we still have even e-levy? Knowing very well that our managers of the economy are telling us that um, we do not, nowhere in Ghana, in the world, I, I don't know, still have COVID-19 levy. Why do we still have it? We were told that the target for e-levy, we didn't achieve it. Why do we still have it? Because of this e-levy, a lot of young people are not able to do their business well because you and I know that the Ghanaian young people are the one leading the revolution and the innovation when it comes to online payment. A lot of these young people are running away from e-levy. And so if you are not achieving the target, take it off and find a better way to put it so that these young people can pay the same taxes. We understand you wanted all of us to be in the tax net, but if it is not working, does that mean that you should continue? So we, we want to see what other innovative idea this government is bringing on board when it comes to that. And then we also raise a very um, paramount issue, that is with respect to USTAD, the almighty USTAD that was promised by this government. And I keep saying it. You don't come and tell the young person that, I understand your need is access. One of the critical needs you have is access to funding. And for that reason, I am coming now with USTAT. And up to now, the actual USTAT for the past two to three years have not been implemented. 
You can go and ask all the agencies, aside the prototyping that they did, and um, GEA using a component of World Bank support and calling it USTAD, the actual USTAD that was supposed to be a 10 million Ghana city that will be supported or put in a fund that will support the young people never materialized. Mm. So and so the Minister of Finance needs to tell us why. If you don't have the money, why don't you have it? Yes. I get, I get from you that for you, job creation is another major concern for you as entrepreneurs, right? And therefore, you still want something to be done in that area going into 2024. Looking at the fact that previous programs haven't created the required jobs for young graduates out there. Sorry if you can hear me. I'm asking you about the... the I didn't, yes, I didn't hear you at all. My, my concern is that I get from you that the, another major concern for you is that you want government to do more when it comes to job creation going into 2024. Looking at the fact that previous promises and programs this year and even 2022 hasn't gotten the desired results. At all. It's actually, it hasn't even, not the results, they couldn't even start them. Mm. And one of them was a U-start that was targeted to create 1 million jobs. It was never implemented. There was a prototype. I don't know how you prototype giving money, but there was a prototype. And some few young entrepreneurs were giving some few monies, and then that was all. So it never materialized. And we would like to hear from the finance minister, why is it that we don't have the 10 million we promised? Or we deliberately just give the young people that marvel, no, we're going to create one million jobs and support those of you who want to be entrepreneurs. So we really want to see why it never materialized. And secondly, we would want to see what plans they have going forward. Are we going to do it this year, especially when it's election year? Or we are waiting for, to do it during the election year? So yes, it never materialized. And we want to know why and when they want to really, really do the use that. So we'll be coming back to you in terms of to look at, uh, for you going forward, what would be your expectation again going into next year? Something that will give the young entrepreneurs out there some hope in 2024. Magbidu Abaji, the chief executive of the Ghana National Chamber of Commerce and Industry. So, Mr. Abaji, do I get from you that it's just about taxes and if those issues about taxes are addressed, uh, pronto, everything is okay? Not really, but I think the main, one of the main issues is, is, is taxes. I mean, I think infrastructure is also very key mm. for, for, for businesses. Mm. And it comes back to still generating the revenue. Yeah, and that's so what I was, was going to was gonna come so, back to you so to, of course we need to, to ask you, how do we fund that infrastructure? See, we need to prioritize. Because what we are hearing from, from government sources, it looks like the, the, we might not witness those massive infrastructure projects and all the rest next year being an election year because maybe funding is going to be a major challenge. George, we cannot do all these things at the same time. We need to prioritize. And for me, at the moment, what we need to do is to stabilize the economy, of which we have seen some level of stability. Mm. The other thing is to how we can empower the private sector. Mm. Once we get this thing down, and then we now look at what is, at, what is a, 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 ahead of us. Mm. So our focus now is creating the right environment for businesses. And you know, when you have businesses doing very well, when you have most of them making profit, then when you go to them for taxes, it will not be so difficult for you mm. or for them to pay to you because they understand the need for us to... So which one comes level. first, uh, the chicken or the egg? For me, I think that we should now <laughs> be looking at the taxes <laughs> and empowering the private sector. And then it, it, what they are doing with they themselves, I mean, go to the mining uh, uh, um, centers. 
some of the mining companies are constructing roads and doing some of this infrastructure. Mm. But if because of taxes they don't have the money, they can't do that. So let's help them create the right environment, remove the taxes that are not really working. In fact, we, we think that when we introduce more taxes and we increase tax rate, that is what will give it a tax revenue. Mm. It will not work. It won't work. Our efforts now should be focused on tax compliance. We have said it over and over and over again. The taxes that we have, if the GRA and the Ministry of Finance is putting a lot of attention on ensuring that those who are supposed to pay are paying, we will rake in more revenue than introducing new taxes. Mm. So we made it clear that in the 2024 budget, of course, we don't want to see any new tax. We have a lot on businesses now. Mm -hmm. And any attempt to just to add another one will be what, disastrous. What about re redefining or uh, 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 refining tax? Of redefining, <laughs> hiking, like what I said, the, 20, the, the 2018 right? way mm -hmm. of mm -hmm. converting some... Uh, some of the VAT into mm -hmm. a straight line, that is not really helping. Mm. The question we need to ask ourselves is, have they been able to generate the revenue from these taxes? Mm. And have they been able to do an assessment of the impact of this straight line on businesses? We are telling them that it's translating into a higher cost mm. and making businesses unprofitable and uncompetitive. So they should take a second look at We are also obsessed, mm. I think when we made mention of tax revenue. Mm. We have non-tax revenue. I haven't heard anything. And in fact, in Africa, just as they are making comparison that for tax revenue, we are below the African uh, uh, um, average. Non-tax revenue, we are also below the African, African average. Mm. But nobody is, made, is making mention of that and looking at ways to increase non-tax revenue. Mm. It's about tax, 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 Mm. And they add in more. In the end, we end up killing businesses. Indeed, and not it looks like the revenue. major concern for businesses out there is about taking a second look at the, the taxes issues and how that could help improve their fortunes. If you just joined us, this is the pre-budget forum. That is the 2024 budget maintaining a tough fiscal policy to spur economic growth in an election year. This is a joy business special live on Joy 99.7 FM and also on the Joy News channel on Multi TV. Now, prepare for an exciting experience at the main fair of the 2023 EcoBank Joy News Habitat Fair. Join us at the Accra International Conference Center this Thursday, 23rd November to Sunday, 23rd November 2023. Doors will be open from 8 a.m. to 8 p.m. each day to welcome you. This year, we are driving into the theme of home ownership, exploring the nuances between affordability comfort and luxury whether you are embarking on the home ownership journey or looking for upgrades the fair is your destination for everything house and this year's ecobank joint use habitat fair is in partnership with ecobank the pan-african bank and powered by the plant city extension project for cities and habits habitats that is rent to own and also sponsored by elegant homes and general construction limited where quality meets value ecobank the Pan-African Bank, Plan City Extension Project, Cities and Habitats, Elegant Homes, where quality meets value, Global Lighting, your solution to quality lighting, Syntax Tank, a strong, a tough, gold key properties, building prestige since 1997, Springfield Access, where dreams are built, and virtual security, complete security and solutions, DBS, your roof experts, virtual, InfoSec, Africa, security solutions by design, Synth, 
carpenters making the world a better place. Clifford Homes, beautiful homes and wise investment. And Kingston Heights, a positive commercial by HTG Homes Limited. So, Ben, uh, this is from our side at Joy 99.7. You may take over and engage your guests in terms of what they think about the budget and also what they want to be put in place for them. Benjamin, a couple over to you, just like how Jolati will say it. They want to be put in place for them. Benjamin. Time for me to come back into the uh, picture now in the studios of Joy uh, News. And, of course, we're still here with our guests, uh, Dr. Ayim Dake and, of course, Dr. Joseph Obing, representing the AGI and Guta, respectively. We also have Professor Jackie Dako um, joining the conversation via Zoom. Interesting discussion so far. And uh, you heard Mark Bidouabwaji of the GNCCI talk about taxes, yes, but how are you going to ensure that you empower and protect the private sector? And that's you. So let me tease out two core issues that um, Professor Kachi brought to bear. The first one having to do with the fact that we need efficiency in expenditure. So I'll cite some examples. He spoke about the La uh, Hospital pulled down. That's going to be extra cost. Time and again, we hear about wastage in the reports of the Auditor General. In fact, the latest one that has come to the fore, from which we're getting a breaking report that Parliament has rescinded its decision on. There was talk about you know, the post-budget discussion and going to Kweu and Rock City and all of that to go and do it. And the member of parliament for Buim, Kofi Adams, said, no, we don't need to do that. We can save money from there and take care of, for example, water for those affected by the, the Akosobo Dam spillage. In terms of efficiency in expenditure, where do we find ourselves? The second question, and this will be for both of you in about two minutes each, the second one has to do with the point he made. Inflation has fallen from about 54.1% to about 38% thereabouts. He says, and we can do the math, it's about a 16 percentage decrement. Now, from where I sit, if I look at the cost of things a few months ago and with the reductions in inflation, I'm still not seeing the difference. When I buy fish, when I buy meat, when I buy rice, nothing has changed for me. Where do you sit on that? I'll start with you, uh, Dr. Ayim Daki. <laughs> okay, great. Thank you. On the, on the case of um, uh, the efficiency, I mean, uh, we need to talk a lot about this. It has to do with prioritization, and that is why you have established... Uh, public procurement authority through which technically all process of procurement within the government space should go through. Whereby they I like the fact that you say technically because we all see... Of course. Those, those, and then the next stage beyond that technicality is implementation and sanctioning wrongdoing. Once you put these two or three issues in the same basket, you could jack on it and get efficiency out of it. It's not a matter of... Uh, Is it that simple? But that, the next one has to do with the individual or the personalities in the, that are executing. And if they don't execute according to the letter and the, and the law, the next is sanctioning. So I gave you, you use the procurement method, you use first prioritization, and then you go to the procurement method, and beyond that, then you go into uh, the process of execution through the parties or the organizations that are playing in there. When you detect a foul play through the auditor's generous report, you sanction. Once you sanction, you correct their wrongs. And uh, sanctions don't apply. We, so we, can, we, can, we can look at the instance of even the former PPA boss himself, Ejenim so, Boateng so, Ejay, so, so and what happened. What, so what, what happened the in the end? Are not applying, the role of the fourth estate of the realm then becomes an issue of bringing it out, naming and shaming, and where the authorities Just are not acting. Dakar, what did we not do with Ejenim well, so Boateng Ejay? So what, what did the fourth estate not do? So we have done our part of it. If the law courts then decide not to... 
prosecute accordingly. You name and shame accordingly. And you continuously do that. That is why we keep coming here every now and then to air our opinion on taxes and other issues that will make the business environment conducive. It's a process. It's not an event. So you never stop doing it. All right. And we'll continue. As for us, you <laughs> know, the, you know what we do. Uh, that's a bit about the inflation. On the inflation, too, you should realize that there's always a pass-through effect. And this uh, the inflation started sometime in the second quarter of the, of the year. Correct? Within by the first quarter, we still saw inflation high there. The pass-through effect. And the, don't you forget, a number of entrepreneurs and uh, business owners had lost money in there. And number two. Besides the inflation dropping, there are other factors of production that are not gone down, like utility costs, like the cost of uh, power, uh, the lending rate hasn't dropped significantly. Bear in mind, some business owners had contracted loans prior to the deflation, and therefore maybe they've gone to restructuring. They seem, so there's a pass-through effect, and therefore you need time to allow this deflation to have an impact over the years. Okay, point, point made. Let me Thank come you. to you, Dr. Obing, briefly on those same points. Yeah, let, let me start with the inflation. Inflation, the, um, the reduction that we experience is as a result of the, uh, the stability, the seeming stability that we've got for the past. Seeming stability. Yes, because then you see that if we are not able to get the second tranche to sustain it, then we are not getting, because... Um, uh, lately, it started going up a little. So, the so you're forecasting that, that as much as the second tranche delays, our economy will start wobbling again. Yeah, we have to do it as fast. Not, not on as the front possible. of inflation, because you should bear in mind the, the IMF have made sure that there's no quantitative easing coming from the BOG. Zero financing from the BOG is also that, significant. That point has been made. Right. Uh, so because I, I'm looking at it when we are uh, doing the Christmas purchases and all that, it's also going to... Um, hike um, some of the prices. But um, the reason why inflation um, have come down, it, it, you are not, it's not being manifested as you were saying, is because all the other cost of doing business remains constant. The only thing that uh, brought a little uh, respite uh, uh, as far as inflation is concerned is the stability of the city. But all the other factors, um, the cost of doing business and all that remain the same or going up. So then it takes away the uh, gain that we, we should have gotten from the stability. And that's the reason. And then when you, we talk about um, efficiency, it, it's very worrying. You see... Um, it's almost as though it were intentional to be inefficient. Exactly. Because uh, for the past five years, we've been... Um, exceeding our revenue target. So if we exceed our revenue target and we are still finding this um, um, revenue insufficient um, um, for, for, uh, for the nation, for the development of the nation, then there's a question mark on how we expend our revenue. Mm. And that's how we have to adopt uh, efficient ways and take away all corruptible um, um, practices when it comes to uh, our expenditure. This, this has been the bane, because if you, you do not ensure value for money, contracts, for instance, well, maybe a contract that normally the private sector would have gone for um, one million dollars, when government go for the same contract, the same value, the same everything, it's going for about 10 million. So it's a waste, complete waste. Inefficiency. Inefficiency. Let, let me bring yeah. in uh, Professor Ejapoma Jekidako-Prof. 
I hope you're still with us. You made a point earlier, and I just want to avert your mind to it before I go to the substantive question. The substantive question has to do with the macroeconomic indicators and what you feel we can do in terms of that in the budget for 2024. But before we get there, I would like you to share with me, on the back of government's flagship programs aimed at or geared at production and economic stability, we can talk of 1D1F, one village, one dam, planting for food and jobs and all of that. How do you feel this administration has fared? Because those are aimed at shoring up the economy. Two questions uh, for your reflection, Prof. One that I'll speak about is a 1D1F. Um, I think that that was a very laudable initiative from the part of the government because if we need um, to get around our exchange rate problems and have stability in our exchange um, rate, then clearly we need to make sure that we are coming up with um, industries that would produce um, goods that other, would otherwise have imported from um, abroad. And so to that extent, I can say that that was a laudable initiative. Um, in terms of what we need after coming up with the initiative, um, I, I still feel that uh, there's more we can do um, to be able to get those industries running and create the kind of, of environment that these industries need to be able to operate and become competitive. And that's what we haven't really, um, should I say, we, we haven't really got, got right. Um, we, we haven't been able to create a competitive environment for our businesses. We've had um, this afternoon on countless um, times about um, businesses complaining about the taxes and, and, and interest rates, etc. Um, as for interest rates, if, if inflation is supposed to come down, then they would see interest rates also coming down because then Bank of Ghana would work towards um, bringing down the monetary policy rate and that would reflect in the GRL and um, interest rates as well. And so we haven't seen um, much being done to support the businesses. So it's one thing saying that I've come up with this policy and another thing also saying that I've been very aggressive in ensuring that businesses have the required uh, environment to, to make sure they are flourishing and competing with um, industry, uh, with uh, foreign goods, etc. And when it comes to planting for food and jobs, yes, I share the same sentiments. Um, Good policy, good initiative, um, but the point is, what have we done to support the agri-sector? In fact, if you look at the contribution of the agri-sector to GDP, um, it lacks behind um, the services sector, clearly indicating that we have neglected the agri-sector in um, much of the things that we are doing. What sort of incentives are we providing for farmers? Are we ensuring that these farmers have ready markets? How are we transporting these goods or these commodities from those hinterlands to the urban areas for sale? These are things that we need to sit back and then um, appreciate and provide the required support that we need to be able to um, provide for um, for our farmers. Again, um, regarding, so regarding inflation, we could, we could think about why we are struggling with interest rates, why um, we are seeing so much um, inflation and it translating into um, higher interest rates. If you go to the ports, uh, I, 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 GRA, when GRA fixes its um, rates for traders, 
Um, we haven't seen that GRA is um, fixing the rates for, let's say, about a quarter for it to translate into proper planning for our traders so that they can also stop hoarding the, um, the foreign currency that they need to go and use to import the goods for it to even translate into the prices of goods and services for interest rates to come down. So we, we need we need to take a holistic um sort of position or posture problem, into addressing problem. our what issues. Is, what is that yes, holistic please. posture? Because you seem to be reiterating the matters we already know and which government yes. is fully aware of. What then yes. are those holistic uh, policies we need to adopt? Because oh, we've got that, to the that, point that, where that, we have to, something mm-hmm. has got to give. That's what we want to know. Sure. Sure, which is one that we, GRA, which is what I said, that GRA has to be able to fix the exchange rate for a period of time, for, um, let's say a quarter, for six months, so that businesses can also plan. Because whether we like it or not, businesses would factor in the fact that they feel that the exchange rate is going to go anyhow into the pricing of their commodities. But if they can be setting on what the rates would be by the time the goods arrive at the port, then they can factor that in into their pricing and that would go on to benefit the ordinary um, consumer. In terms of looking at a policy like um, the planting for food and jobs, it's okay to come up with that policy, but what are you doing to ensure that when the farmers also plant the, the crops, they get ready market? We can get food distribution networks, which is what I said earlier, that we could get food distribution networks and people could go there and make purchases of these um, foods. Governments having these food distribution networks would ensure that the cost of transportation of um, the food would be would be very low, so that when people are going to purchase the, the, the goods, they would also have it an, at an affordable rate. We can focus, instead of focusing on uh, roads in urban areas, we can, because next year is an election year, we can't say that we won't spend. We would have to spend, but spending has to go to priority areas. Areas that we can see would expand the productive sector of the economy. So if we are making roads or we are, if we are constructing roads, then we should be looking at constructing roads in those rural areas where food is going to be coming from. So that at least food would be transported at a cheaper um, um, cost. That would also reflect in the prices of the food that is being sold. Earlier on, I spoke about having a word with the market queens. Governments should be able to sit with the market queens and tame the way they increase the prices of um, goods, for example, tomatoes, etc. They should tame down on how they increase the prices of these goods so that right. at least the ordinary consumer can also benefit from buying the goods. So these are very practical ways that we can look at in terms of let allowing or, or, um, the policies that government has brought forth to reflect in the, uh, the lives of the ordinary person. All right. Uh, do, do hold for me, Prof. I'll come back to you. There's a crucial aspect that I have to run by you ahead of uh, the budgetary reading. Gentlemen, I see you have some reactions. I have substantive questions for you. So Make this very brief, Dr. Yeah, Abing. About the prices of uh, foodstuffs in the market and all that, it's not about anybody talking to the market queens. They know what they are doing. Right. You know, most of these um, monies that the farmers use 
is advanced by this market queen. These are the things that many people do not know. And then when they go and buy the produce, you see, the farmer is at, this, uh, is at an uh, advantage more than the person who is going to buy. But normally they think that the market women are cheating on them because we do not have um, um, storage for, uh, for, for this perishable um, uh, farm produce. And so this uh, uh, perishable... But, but the fact still remains that you buy them at very low prices and sell them at exorbitant prices. No. Is it to make, is it no, to make no, no, the no. difference? So, in, so, in so when somebody is going to church or, man, uh, or um, at a place to go and buy tomatoes, if the person does not go that early to buy, the farmer have to suffer the, uh, uh, the, uh, uh, the perishable good. You have to uh, uh, fund the goods being per, uh, perished. And then uh, he offload this um, risk to this uh, farmer, uh, this trader. The trader will have to travel with it. When the consumer goes to the market and buying this tomato, he has to press it and see those that are uh, hard and then leave all the perishable... It's not that easy. It's not that simple. So uh, uh, how do we get um, a place of storage or adding value? If we add, uh, we do value addition, then we solve uh, all these problems. But, but, but that would take me way back into time when we had all those silos and Ankuba. We've done a exactly. So no, that, that is not a problem. That we, but, but, understand. Repeatedly, we should realize that we are trying to exit a crisis position mm. that we shouldn't take our way out of our discussion. Mm. And in a crisis position, you deploy tools that will give you stability and recovery. Yeah. And therefore, things might not be done in the normal setting, whereby you allow the theory of free market economy to reign. That is what the, 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 the professor said. We can said. no longer give free reign to no, that. No, no, wait, wait, wait. wait. Don't misquote me. Because, you see, put it in the context of recovery. The country is in a difficult position. And if it is detected that from the farm gate to the, uh, to the consumer, the interplay or actors in that interplay can collude and do collusion, collusion is against the free market theory. And therefore, if you interrogate that carefully, you will find out that the proposition from the lady that can government get in there and negotiate with the market queens? Because there's significant collusion in there between them and the market. You speak of collusion, but those but, control yeah. mechanisms. So of therefore, the that is why I'm are using, also very much against that. That, that is not the in free doubt. Market, the that is not in doubt. Running. That is why I say situated in the context of a country in crisis, seeking to exit the crisis. And therefore, if everybody has to come on board, there must be some regulation in some places whereby the dominant theory of free market economy shouldn't be the, the panacea. Sometimes there must be regulation to aid us exit the difficulties. Make sure that all your discussions should be contextualized in the position that... Oh, hold, hold, hold for me. Do you, agree? Hold for no, me. Do you that, agree with such regulation? There shouldn't be any... No, 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 Hold for me. I get your point, but Thank you. whether in context or outside of context, it is regulation. Do you agree with that? Well, what government can do is to make value addition make the storages and all that. If the government is able to do that and store, then government can also offload but that is to the market. But that's a short term. is providing a service to the farmer and then also to the consumer. To the farmer, he's um, um, taking the risk of the goods being perished at, at his warehouse. He takes this thing, transport it, all at his expense. And then when he brings it to the market, he has to also 
contend with people taking the good ones and leave the bad ones. So it's not as easy as... It's uh, not as uh, simple uh, as uh, that. Uh, I, I, I just have to bring this And we'll give in. this person a capital. Nobody is giving this uh, poor trader the capital to go on this... Uh, and and this if, if that trader wants to go to the bank, you're looking at about 40%. Exactly, uh, 40%. All these things have to be factored. The, the farmer is um, taking out of all the program this poor person is fine. So if you have to look at this, we have to look at it comprehensively. But what will do the magic is let's do value addition and create the storages and all that so that we have the buffer and the government, if government itself wants to sell okay. uh, to the market, it does right. it at a controlled price. I, I don't know about the farmer to, totally being extricated from any of the shocks though, but I get the point you're making. I just have to ask in context, the, the Association of Forex Bureau in Ghana is saying that by close of year, they expect some marginal depreciation ahead of the festive season. Put that into the context of ISA saying that they want the withdrawal of discounts on benchmark import values on selected import general goods and vehicles. What's your take? I'll start with you, Dr. Imbak. I mean, we've advanced that case since 2019. And is it practical uh, still? It is. I mean, hey, I mean, uh, for... And you see, you don't analyze this in isolation. You've got to put it in context. And that, there you could see that today there's a lot of, a lot of imports. And that's why I used the word earlier on. How can government stimulate this economy and make it competitive with non-taxable policies? And I, I repeated it carefully. And you realize that all, uh, most of the argument is all focused on taxes, taxes. The situation as it stands, we have committed ourselves to pay debt, and the situation is precarious. So the taxes, it's a difficult position. It's not desirous. Yes, it's not uh, productive. Uh, inclined for production, nonetheless, in a crisis position, when you seek to exit, when your external debt has still not been approved, or the structuring of the external debt has still not been approved, and you are depending on domestic ones, it tells you the vulnerabilities ahead of us are still alive. And the shocks problem. are still there. The shocks are still there. Okay. How do you circumvent and navigate that space? All right. And let the discussion be focused, then generalize it. That's why I took the position of the professor when she says, how do you regulate the transport sector in terms of dropping the food basket inflation regarding transportation? And then I argued out the case. Because it, it also has a knock-on effect. It has a knock-on effect. So how do, you, how do you strengthen? And then you look at the theory. Do you suggest that the free market economy theory will work in such crisis position? What should be the, what should be the degree of balance? How do you massage it? How do you massage it? That is the right. job of right. the, uh, what do you call, the managers of the Our economy. financial managers. To get the balance correct. Dr. Obey, same on that point. On the benchmark reversal, we have said that it was not a a panacea for the manufacturers. And now they were saying that they were uncompetitive because of the benchmark um, reduction. And now it has been taken off the table. And they are still not competitive. Uh, what other factors are triggered? Let me make but, a point. That was, that you was, keep taking the no, layer that, of that, uncompetitive no. one at a time. Aim, can, let if you keep compounding it, you so, worsen the situation. So that, that, that's so what understand we, we needed to come together and find out the problem of, 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 uh, and solve their problem for them. Our problem. Our problem. All of this. Because the argument that they have advanced is that when the benchmark is taken off the table, they are going to be more competitive and sell their produce. We said, and now worsen the situation. No, no, worsen means no, that and, it's and, already worse. No, the point you're trying to worsen. make is that while it has been taken off, they are still not competitive. No, they are not because but it was what, also helping them. What factors? Well, they don't know because there's a clear thin line between the manufacturing that we are doing here in Ghana 
creating life from that uh, uh, manufacturing that and, and uh, importation because about 90% of their inputs are also imported. That's and, they were, and, they, and they were also That's an substitution. Uh, yeah. Is it correct? And they were also um, uh, having advantage of this um, uh, benchmark reduction. So we, we should have... Import substitution is no, an economic model. No, please. We, we and should, as you pursue we it, should have come together when there are and policies find that are identical to the import substitution, like the bench can discount value, you say it. Now, Don't add more. Now, you know what... what they reverse it. You know what is happening. They've reversed it. Yes. But uh, customs is still using benchmark as a reference rate. They use benchmark where we are not to... Because benchmark did not come out of a vacuum. It mm. came because customs were using a benchmark rate. So, so that is a now. Just, just to cap off, from where you sit, what do we do now? What would you like to see in terms of the benchmark values? Me? What, yeah. what, what more do you want to see? Uh, yeah. if, if, if we are not, if we have to use the transactional values, mm. then of course the benchmark as customs is using now, that they call it reference uh, um, uh, rate. Right. Should be taken off the table. It should be taken off the Other, table. Otherwise, right. if they bring it and they deliberately increase it, mm. then they are taking advantage. Because what I bought from my supplier is what you have to use to value me. But I, if you bring a discretionary, if you bring a, 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 a discretionary <laughs> value mm. and then deliberately increase it, that's what called for reduction of the benchmark. I, I get the point. And exactly. this discussion, why I don't want to go into the thick of it, if we start, we'll never finish. It but but, <laughs> but let me come to you, Prof, uh, right before we cross we over. We are not to, competitive. Right, right before we, we cross over. The, the AGI is, is not competitive. Oh, benchmark is out. And that was his... And they are still not competitive. Ah, not but competitive. Was, is it the only factor? No. no, no. no. Ah, let him understand. So it's an economic let's model. talk about the factors. You, the yeah, so factors. there are many factors. So when one worsens the initial plight... VAT should be taken out of the table for you. on VAT, they should be Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at lifelock.com slash aware.